How you doing today? This is Dr. Bart Two of Pill Talk Podcast coming to you live. You know, Pill Talk is your medicine, your daily dose to get inspired, motivated. And today I have a special guest, Dr. Rachelle K, who is a former pharmacist turned holistic doctor who has a passion project to house cancer patients. So how you doing today? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Glad to have you on today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. You're welcome. So let's jump into it and start a little bit about your background. Uh, you, you are a pharmacist first. So what made you choose to get into the medical field and become a pharmacist? So my mom um, was a geriatric nurse and also a director of nursing for quite some time. Um, so pretty much my whole life, um, I just knew being a part of like, you know, kind of being the little healthcare kid that just got drugged around with my mom or got dropped off at the hospital. Um, and when I got out of school, things like that. So I always just kind of saw how enriching healthcare was and wanted to be a part of it. Um, I thought that I wanted to be a dentist uh, at first. And then I um, actually went to a career day event. Well, a career day event was hosted at my high school um, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school, and one of the nuns actually was a pharmacist. Um, I had some cousins that were pharmacists, but didn't really pique my interest until I spoke with her, and I was like, I think I want to do that, and just decided that would be my major. That I think I was in 11th grade at the time. Man, what did she say to you that piqued your interest so much, if you don't mind answering that? So she told me that she was not good in math. And I was not good at math. And um, seeing someone who wasn't good at math, who actually had a pharmacy degree, was what I needed to see because I had a dad who's an architect and a mom who's a nurse that are super good at math. I have cousins, I had a cousin that's an engineer and a pharmacist. So obviously they're super good at math. So I always just saw people that I thought were just super, super smart. And I was like, eh, not me. Um, don't think I can do it, but to see or hear someone say like, I did it, you can too, um, was kind of like the real, like, okay, the, this can be a part of my reality. And I was like, I'm gonna try. So that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, that's good. So you became a pharmacist. Did you work retail PBM uh, representative? So I'm going to date myself um, and my age. I worked at Eckert's, which no longer exists. <laughs> so um, now CVS, I worked at Eckert's for a little bit. Um, and I decided to um, look at some other avenues. And then I went into pharmaceutical sales and I worked for Johnson & Johnson. Um, and just kind of was like, oh, there's a lot of other things you could do with a pharmacy degree. And so I just kind of started exploring different avenues from there. That's good. That's good. Because some people actually get into the career and kind of get stuck in one field. That's nice that was able to break out and then try some other things. Yep. So with that, you tried the retail. You was a drug rep. But what made you want to go back to school and become a holistic doctor? So um, I actually got my MBA first, and that was because Johnson & Johnson paid for it. And so once I was like, hmm, you know, I'm going to do this, I started doing some other like medical pharmaceutical sales type um, career moves. And then um, I just started like really 
thinking about holistic medicine probably about maybe almost 10 years ago now. Um, I kind of saw that it could be a marriage between like what I was doing and actually being able to work within like a hospice care type setting. And I wanted to do that, like helping people that were end of life um, that couldn't get to a point where, well, that were at a point where curative care was no longer an option and just trying to figure out like what they could do in terms of like their diets and um, other holistic methods to help them with pain. And that's really what kind of piqued my interest. Um, I actually uh, saw someone else that was doing that, um, not in my state, but I was like, man, I think I can do that. And I decided to go back to school um, and just really kind of ran with it. People think that's strange because they're like, you're a pharmacist and then you believe in holistic medicine. Um, but I mean, there really is a good marriage between the two because I still believe there are times that, you know, holistic medicine may not be the best option for people. So I'm not, I think I, I have the best of both worlds. So um, that's kind of uh, what made me make that switch. So. You know, the thing is, and I talk to my friends who are pharmacists as well, either we on the fence with we don't take medicine at all, unless it's like an emergency, or they take it on a regular. It's right. Like one of the things is like, we don't do it or we do do it. One of the right. <laughs> right. So with holistic medicine, um, what's some of the things that you can do or you tell your patients to do to kind of like get better, feel better? So I always start with diet. So my first um, assessment with a patient, we're going through like everything that they eat. Typically the food is the root of the problem. Um, and then, you know, I'm looking at like, okay, what do you eat? What do you do through the day? How do you exercise? Um, just try to get like a basis, a baseline of like what they do, what they're intaking. Um, and then we look at medications that they may or may not have uh, been prescribed. Um, more often than not, I see a lot of patients that are just Googling things, um, buying a lot of things online, and they're just taking a bunch of things that probably are not best for them. <laughs> and um, they're like, my friend Julie, she was taking this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that might have worked great for her, but, you know, that's not what's best for you. So we're really looking at a full just like okay, what are, you, what are you putting in your body? And that's kind of how I start my assessments off, like, you know, looking at what you're eating, what you're taking, are you exercising? Um, and then I come up with a plan for each patient based on like where they are with that in part of their life. Like you said, that's mainly what a lot of things start at is what are you eating? Um, you probably heard of Dr. Savy. I've did some research on him and that's one of the things you talk about, like, you know, like cleanses and things like that to really clear yeah. out your body because your body's supposed to naturally heal itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I find that um, a lot of things that we can do holistically um, can can enhance what we're doing in terms of the, the medication aspect, but a lot of people are just drowning out their body's voice. So you really don't know when you're actually in pain or if your body's telling you you're having some sort of side effects because you're just taking all this stuff or eating things that you're just always feeling full or you can't, you know. So um, that is really the, the key. And that's my first, sometimes my first two consults is, you know, 
what did you eat? Let's go through that. And then like, this is what we're going to take out. And then usually the second visit, a lot of times they haven't taken any of those things out and they're still feeling the same. So we got to go through that all over again. But once we get through that, a lot of times, especially with our hypertension, um, you know, based patients, like a lot of it, you're taking the medication to manage things, but it's just a mirror. I mean, it's just a mask because you're not looking in the mirror at like what you're doing um, day to day, what you're putting in. So it's like, you're never, you're going to continuously be on this medication and you don't have to be. Um, so that's kind of what we're doing um, in my practice is really assessing that person as an individual um, and coming up with a comprehensive plan for them based on their needs. Oh, what's the name of the practice? Advanced Functional Wellness. Functional Wellness in Houston, Texas, right? It's in Houston, Texas, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Um, but that's one thing, uh, making sure that people stick to like diets and things, because I've seen people get diagnosed with uh, things like diabetes or pre-diabetic, and then right. they get into a workout regimen, change their diet, and they come back a couple months later and they're completely off the medicine. Absolutely. So that is like, like you hit it right on the nail because it's like, you do have to make that change. So especially with the people that I think most when we have people that are like pre-diabetic, they're like, oh, but I'm not diabetic. I'm just pre. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't want to get there. So let's start. So, you know, that's I think the hardest thing is to get people to actually like change their diet and exercise, you know, like and <laughs> exercise um, so they actually feel better. So and I think in particular with the minority community, sometimes we kind of have a harder time with that than some of the other um, communities. So I really try to um you know just because that's what your grandma ate and your mom ate doesn't mean that that's the way you have to eat and i think sometimes we have a hard time with that unfortunately uh you know african-americans we suffer from hypertension a lot uh right. there's something that you can tell someone out there who's listening how they can kind of like reduce some of their hypertension so first i tell all my patients to actually know your numbers so actually know what your blood pressure um, normally is and then know what, what what's within a normal range. Um, and then let's start, you know, just look at what you're eating. Um, if you're eating things that are high in salt, you probably need to stop that. Um, if you're eating things that um, just don't make you feel good, if you feel exhausted or tired when you're eating certain things, it's probably not something that you should eat. So I think, you know, know your numbers, know what you're intaking and know how those things that you're intaking affect your body. That's the key to everything. Um, and, you know, from there, you know, make sure you're staying hydrated um, and putting yourself in a position to where you're exercising um, on a regular basis, even if it's just walking. It doesn't have to be going to the gym, just walking, you know, moving around. But most importantly, actually know your numbers because that is probably the biggest um, issue that a lot of people don't know that they even actually have high blood pressure. So I think I got one more holistic question. Um, the benefits of detoxing. Do you tell your patient to detox, not detox? And what have you seen from the, um, the patients who have? So I tell patients that they should detox um, with the advice of a medical professional. Um, there are a lot of great detoxes that you see um, that you can buy in the store, you can buy online. 
but it doesn't mean that that's actually a good detox for that person. Um, I've seen a lot of people that try detoxes that may actually make them sicker. Um, we have people that detox to the point where um, they become hypotensive with low blood pressure because they're not um, looking into what those side effects are of those detoxes. So I do think it's always a good thing to detox. Um, but I think, especially if you have comorbidities or high blood pressure or diabetes, that you need to talk to a healthcare professional. Honestly, before starting any change or diet plan that's you know, very um, aggressive, you need to talk to a healthcare professional before you do that because it may not be something that's beneficial for you. And just because someone else did it and lost a bunch of weight and looks great and they detoxed, that's not always for you. Also, some of the detoxes can just really be more like, um, I mean, it's just like a laxative sometimes. And I hate to say that, uh, but some of them are just laxatives uh, that are up-priced. Um, and it's just simply making you use the restroom. So of course you're emptying out everything um, in your gut. And so <laughs> you're going to the restroom. So it appears that you were losing weight, but you may be dehydrating yourself um, and not detoxing yourself. Um, so um, my patients that are actually detoxed on a healthy regimen, um, I do see a difference in them. A lot of times you see a difference in their hair, skin, nails, um, how they feel. Um, they have a lot more energy. Um, they actually can see their results because we, we do body enhancement, like, you know, body sculpting, a little this and that um, in the clinic. So those patients that are detoxing first with a healthy regimen that are changing their diet actually can see the full effects of those beauty enhancement services that we do. Um, so yes, detox with the care of a medical professional no shade to some of the detox businesses that are out there. Um, they, you know, I'm all for people on their hustle. I'm all for people owning their own business. But I just think for patients, especially on certain medications and with certain medical conditions, you need to talk to someone that is licensed um, and can guide you through that to make sure that it's the healthiest thing for you. True, true. That's some great advice right there. Because I know detox is like one of the major things right now. Everybody trying to sell it. Everybody yeah. trying to get somebody on it. They're like, the summertime is here. We finally outside. Let's get right. But right. Before we get right, let's make sure we're sending, like, what's the ingredients? We're gonna have. Exactly. Yeah, because some of them, I'm like, oh, this is a great laxative. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, let's get right health and still be healthy. So, you know, yeah, yeah. I always say we'll be holistically well, not just with your look but you know make sure you're holistically well like head to toe definitely, definitely. um so let's jump into your passion project you housing patients uh for one um what's the name of it and then how did you get started with this project so the name of my nonprofit is Paint the Town Purple in honor of Jimmy and that is actually named after my mom who died with pancreatic cancer um, the home that we have the, the residence in is called Cookie's Place. Cookie's was my mom's nickname. Um, and how I got into it was actually a combination of things. So my mom was a geriatric nurse, as I mentioned before, and she wanted to retire and open a huge um, nursing home. Um, that was something that she kind of started the plans on and she was diagnosed with cancer. So she wasn't able to complete that. 
Um, that was never something I wanted to do. Um, I was never interested in that at all. And um, I did work in a nursing home setting for a short period of time, actually for like five years. And I would see patients that didn't have the money or the means upon discharge to go to a facility that they needed for 24 hour care. So we would literally have to send that patient to a star of hope or a shelter. Um, and that would be considered quote unquote, a safe discharge because we were not sending them home alone or putting them on the streets. Um, didn't really sit right with me um, because obviously if you put someone in a shelter, yes, you're going to a safe place, but who's there to monitor medications? Who's there to make sure they're not, you know, rehospitalized? Who's there to make sure they're compliant? Um, so that was kind of something I had in the back of my mind. And then literally like for like a, about four or five weeks after my mom passed, I literally would wake up with this vision of this house that had like people in it that were like elderly. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Ironically, that would happen every morning the same time my mom died, which was 6.55 a.m. And so it was just like this really weird vision. Um, so kind of blocked it out, didn't have time, was on my hustle with other stuff. And eventually just was like, okay, let me see what this is. Let me just look into it. And then I had the means, I had um, the experience working with the elderly at that time and knew there was a need. So I decided along with my sister and uh, we got, you know, that we would start looking into this. We got a board set up um, and we have been in business with that for six years now, almost six years. Um, some of our residents have been with us the whole six years. You know, some of them have passed on um, and then we have, you know, a few new ones, but most of them have been with us for quite some time and literally don't really have another place to go. Um, so it's kind of like um, the passion called me. I didn't necessarily call the passion. It was a need um, and, a, and a vision. And um, so it kind of fulfills what my mom wanted to do, not as fancy. Um, but I think that um, we've definitely been able to help several individuals with cancer and dementia, um, give them a safe place, make sure that they're, you know, holistically well, um, and that they have love and care. And so, um, like I said, the passion found me. So I'm just, you know, just a vessel and just doing what I think God wanted me to do. So. That's amazing. I want to start off by saying congrats for being able to, to do this for six years and having a nonprofit. Um, sounds amazing that these people are able to come to you and stay with you for so long. So that also means something that you guys are providing a like, top tier service because you know nowadays nobody stays with any company long. So yeah. for them to be with them the whole time, it means something. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. So, um, all right, you got a lot going on. You got your nonprofit that you're housing people you're a holistic doctor, but you still find time to go out and flip houses. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so I wanted to kind of have some investment property some years ago, and I had a realtor that just was not um, helpful. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, nobody should have to deal with this. Like if you're trying to work with someone. So I decided to go ahead and get my real estate license um, and kind of just do my own thing. So, um, I 
invest in homes, um, help other people invest in homes, help other people flip homes. Um, and then I also kind of help people that are um, like coming into estate properties and things like that, like fairly get fair prices um, for their families' estates. And um, so it's another passion and it's, you know, another way to bless people. And, um, you know, I got kids in college, so I got to feed them. And, you know, so um, it becomes kind of one of those things that it actually is calming for me. It's like, you know, kind of like this, the sun at the end of a rainy day coming out of, you know, like a healthcare setting and then being able to see what properties are out there and kind of have a vision for them. So it's kind of the sun at the end of a rainy day and I, I absolutely love doing it, so. That's what's up, that's what's up. Have you brought your kids in on it too? Have you tell them, hey, let's get into this flipping together? So my son is um, our social media director and he is not 18 yet. He's going into the second year of college, but um, he's not 18 yet. As soon as he turns 18, he will be getting his real estate license. He's already decided. Um, he is already like telling me about properties that he sees. He's asking a lot of questions. Um, my daughter, on the other hand, actually works at the nonprofit. She just finished um, her nursing program. Um, so everybody's seeing the vision. I think it's so important to like have a legacy for your family members and your children. So they see that you know you, you can still have a nine to five and then you can still have a hustle and you can still have you know, family, and you can still travel and, you know, and you can really have work-life balance. So they're seeing that, and I'm hoping that I'm planting that seed in them that, you know, it's more than one way to, um, you know, make that money, <laughs> so. And that was about to lead into my next question was a work-life balance. How are you able to balance all of this at once? Um, sometimes it's hard. Um, as you know, in healthcare, sometimes, there's no nine to five, um, you know, you leave and things are still happening, especially when you have a clinic, you know, things are still happening, people are still reaching out. Um, but I've just had to, you know, make the time. And sometimes that means me saying no, and that's not always the easiest thing, especially when you're starting a business, you don't want to say no, because you feel like I'm going to miss out. But um, I've learned to say no, and I've learned that, I try to explain it to people and I also try to make people respect my boundaries and I try to respect theirs um, because I think holistically that just makes us all have a more just healthy environment. Um, if you're always work, 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 you're going to be sick. I see people who, I see patients that have worked their whole lives and that retire only to be you know, sick with a major illness. I see um, people who work, work, work all the time and don't even live to see retirement. So I think work-life balance is a must. It is not an option. Um, and for me, some of the work that I do is fun. I love being with my residents. Um, we dance, we sing. I don't sing. I, I know the words of songs, but it doesn't sound good, but they absolutely love my singing. So it's actually fun when I'm there taking care of them. Um, and it just, you know, for me, it just gives me peace. Um, and I still make time for my kids, my husband. Um, but a lot of it is we're all incorporated in, in kind of the family businesses, if you will, so that we're all together. And so that makes it like you're not just at work. 
That's what's up. That's what's up. That's great. Sound like you got it all figured out. Work like I don't know about you. that. I mean, <laughs> I, I I pray hard every day just to make sure that I'm getting it right. And more so not for me, but to make sure that I'm I'm putting that nugget in my kids. So it, and sometimes it's not about me, it's about them. So I don't know if I have it all right, but you know, I I, I um with the grace of God, like I make it work. <laughs> so all right. So um last question for you is like, what are your next goals? What are your next dreams? What's your next passion project five, 10 years from now? So I would like to um, open another care home because right now we're full um, and I'm starting to see a greater need. I'm getting people that are calling and I'm having to turn them away. So that is something I would like to do within the next five years is open another care home. Um, and I would also like to flip about 25 more houses um, and uh, be able to just at that point, like probably in year five, like just start like shutting down and start to um, be in a semi-retirement mode where I have some businesses that are just working for me and I'm not working them. So those, that's my five-year plan. Sounds great. Sounds great. Seems like it's going to be doable. You already got your daughter in one spot. Right. The other. <laughs> but just back on now. Like, thank you. Exactly. Guys. Yeah. I'm already um, ready to put the car in reverse. So, yeah. All right. So, if anybody want to get in contact with you, learn more about the nonprofit, know more about your holistic business, um, even looking for you if they need to buy a house. So can you give them your Instagram, Facebook handles, websites, and name of your businesses, please? Yes. So my Instagram um, for my wellness clinic, as well as my nonprofit, because I have a little tab on there, is um, at Dr. Ray K, Dr. period R-A-E-K, letter K. Um, so Dr. Ray K, um, if you are looking for me on the real estate side, it's at Rachel, the realtor at R-A-E-C-H-E-L-L-E, -L -L the realtor. Um, and clinic is called Advanced Functional Wellness. Um, if you live in the city of Houston, we are actually technically in the suburbs of Bel Air, but in the Houston area. Um, and uh, my nonprofit, again, Paint the Town Purple in honor of Jimmy. Our care home is Cookies Place Care Home. And again, I'm Dr. Michelle Anglin K. All right, Dr. K, thank you for coming on Pill Talk, giving us some inspiration, some motivation to live at our full potential. I really appreciate you for doing this today. And uh, have a good night. Thank you. And I appreciate your platform. Thank you. Yeah.